This is the FitMath, conversations with world-class experts in the fields of mental, physical, and emotional health. In this episode, I always say that we are diamonds and we're shaping ourselves for the rest of our lives. It's never ending. It's never going to end. It's always going to be something. You have to be prepared for that. Now, here are your hosts, Zach and Jeremy. You likely don't need us to tell you this, but what you eat plays a big part in your overall health and well-being. Eating healthy foods helps to protect against many chronic diseases such as heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. But with so many fad diets and food recommendations out there, it can be hard to navigate what to eat and, more importantly, what not to eat. With some help to sort all this out this week, we're joined by Karina Lamar. She's a nutritionist and culinary educator, a master herbalist, and is certified in sports medicine. This follows the conversation we had last week about a plant-based diet. So, Zach, we talked last week about a plant-based diet and all of the many benefits and, and how much it's going to help your inflammation. How, uh, how's it going? Did you dive right in and, and start that day on your, on your plant-based diet and, and put all the meat away? Of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> I think there's two things happening here. One is procrastination based on my fear of missing out on meat because I enjoy it so much. Sure. And then the other is probably more procrastination of, you know, just want to be prepared and ready for it. So I've been making the little changes, like instead of going and eating, you know, peanut butter crackers and grabbing a banana or an apple or something like that, just to, you know, switch it off a little bit before I take the full, full plunge in. Yeah. But I, I will admit like I am, you know, me, I've done way bigger, crazier, yeah. weirder things than just removing meat and animal products from my diet and this one is like getting me right in the heart like if i am fearful of 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 missing out on all of those things i love to eat so it's it's quite an emotional roller coaster for me to to jump on this one so i am still planning on it i am still slowly preparing myself but i am i am using one of my top talents of procrastination i think any significant change when, when it's something that you've done your whole life, the majority of your life for a long time, it is, it's so intimidating to think about what is my life like without this? I mean, I'm, I'm going through that right now. I just moved to a new country, to a new town, left my job. Like there's all these things that, that for the months leading up to it, I just was, had this fear. And even still he, being here where I am, there's still this like, oh man, how do I like the, like this clinging, like I'm trying to hold on to what I had. And so it is, it's, it's super hard and, and nutrition's not, it's no joke. Like when, when you make a big change, all of the habits, cause so much of what we eat is habit. They're so mm -hmm. hard to, to let go of. And I've, I've been doing a lot of the same thing. A lot of the uh, advice that we've gotten on the show lately, I've really taken to heart. And like you were talking about, like grabbing a banana, grabbing fruit or something instead of an unhealthy prepackaged snack. Like that's been a go-to for me. And I've had, a, I've actually had a lot of success in the last few days. Actually, I think it's been about a week or so. I started really tracking everything I'm eating again. I'm drinking a ton more water, trying to just like let go of some of the stress that, that I've had. And in that time, and you know, we've, we've talked and we will talk in this show more about how the number on the scale is a goddamn liar and don't, don't put too much weight on it, but pardon the pun, <laughs> but, uh, but I have, I've seen the loss. I've lost five pounds in the last week and 
more importantly, I feel better in doing it. So it's, I always look at it as sort of a measurement of what I'm feeling. So I, I can notice that I feel better and then I can get on there and go, oh, interesting, like how, how they correlate. Yeah. Um, and so much of it is changing habits. And it's this, like we talked about grabbing a piece of fruit or whatever. And I've gone back to just having my bulletproof coffee in the morning. And that's been a huge game changer for me. I can, I can feel the mental clarity that comes with making that change and, and, uh, using that to start my day. Yeah. Those little changes, a lot of them are really small. I'm still working on the diet and making, you know, a couple small changes, but the way I eat is generally maintains my weight, right? I, I could definitely go up and down, but I'm going to change it in a way that will probably cause me to lose, lose some weight. Mm -hmm. The one thing I have been gaining over the last couple of months is, is muscle. Mm -hmm. I've come back from some injuries and I'm actually working out now. It just amazes me every time. Like, you know, when I went back into the gym, I could barely squat with like an, a PVC pipe on my shoulder, mm -hmm. like, you know, half a pound right. on, on my shoulder and like through uh, my coach and my PT, just like all these little subtle changes that I've been working on over the last two months, I just broke 200 pounds Get out of here. On, on the bar in like two and a half months. Jeez. Like just little changes. And it was like, it was a good squat. It was a healthy squat. I wasn't hurting. And it was just like, okay, I went from nothing to 200 pounds on my squat in two and a half months with just little teeny tiny changes, like little things to, you know, so like adding the bulletproof coffee, it's one little thing that can make a huge difference. But yeah. And, and it has, and, and that clarity is helping me just be more focused at work. It's also helping me because it's a simple thing to track. This is, this is one of the things that has always held me back with tracking calories is when you eat all day, when you follow the advice of eat six times a day and, and all that, unless you plan ahead and, and chart it all ahead, it's almost impossible for me to remember, oh, what were the three things I ate? earlier and what am I eating now and trying to figure it out the the homework that's involved in trying to calculate because so much of what you eat is not in the database and a lot of it's homemade so you've got to try and fudge your numbers and figure it all out that's exhausting and so it's so easy to just give up and and stop doing that but I've found that if I you know if, if I have the routine of you know my coffee is basically my breakfast and then I eat one more time in the afternoon and then dinner it's simpler to keep track of what's going in there and then I look at the numbers and I, and it just, so much of it is making an informed choice. And when I see what the number is at the end of the day, when normally I would be like, okay, great, let's have some popcorn and a beer and watch some TV at 1030 at night. Now I can go, oh no, I've, I've already hit my number. I would only be doing that because emotionally I want to, and that sounds fun, <laughs> but physically that's a terrible idea and I should not do that right now. So I can, I can make better choices based on measuring the data that I'm collecting on myself and I'm seeing the results. And I just think it's, it's like you said, making those little changes, even one at a time cascades into other changes that produce the results you're looking for. Yeah. And that emotional eating part is just, you know, it really, really hit me hard this week. I've got an incredibly stressful situation for me going on mm -hmm. and, you know, Thursday morning I found myself, it was barely 10 o'clock in the morning. And I had already broken into the potato chips and was eating potato chips 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. and I was like mid, you know, mid bite. And I was just like, oh, emotional eating. <laughs> what have I told? This is emotional <laughs> eating. And so I, I ate a few more potato chips, but I, I really did take that moment 
right. to, you know, think about and, and really commit to memory, like what I was feeling and, and the, the drive and the motivation for me to go and get those potato chips and really try and rec- like lock it in so that in the future I can be like, wait a minute, that's that again. So before yep. I actually get the chips in my hand, I can recognize it. I don't know if it'll stop me, but I'll at least be aware of it. But I think, but I think it did. Right. And we talk about this so often. It's like getting curious. Why am I doing the thing that I'm doing right now? And so often just taking that half a second can completely change your behavior and completely break, maybe not completely break that habit, but start giving you the tools to break those bad habits and start developing better ones to replace them. Yeah. Just be mindful of it. If it's mindless, it's, you know, you're never going to be able to break it because you don't know what's happening. I think what you were saying a minute ago about your workout uh, is important. And sometimes it, it does take a coach. It takes turning to somebody with more expertise, with a different idea, a different perspective on what you're doing to point you in the direction that helps you make those small changes and, and do the things that help you lift 200 pounds. He man, Jesus Christ. Um, no, not even like it's, it's still not as much as I have lifted. I, you, when you said PVC pipe, I was like, pass. Hard pass. Uh, but sometimes you do need a coach, and that's where our guest this week comes in. Her name is Karina Lamar. She's a nutritionist and a fitness expert, and we thought this is a great time to talk to her because with Zach trying to change his diet to a, a more plant-based lifestyle, we wanted to start there. What are some of the important things to consider when making such a big change to your diet? And the most important thing based on for life is that Protein is one of the most important things in your body, right? Unfortunately, here in the United States, um, the nutritional pyramid it came about uh, because of food being commercialized, and we're talking about fast food and stuff like that, and um, bad carbohydrates that has been implemented in our diet, right? So it's not that uh, carbohydrates bad. Carbohydrates is actually wonderful because we need that type of energy. It breaks down into your body as sugar, it's energy, right? But once you eat the bad carbohydrates, which we call the man-made food, anything that man-made food is typically not for you, for your body. You know, we were made to eat from the roots, to eat from the ground, to eat from agriculture. I come from a country that's very, 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 very rich in agriculture. And it was actually really, really uh, difficult for us. It was, uh, it was like, a, it was a luxury to go to McDonald's. People were getting married at McDonald's, you know, like they're having their uh, uh, ceremony in McDonald's because it was, it was something that you don't do it. You know, it was just, it's expensive. Um, so protein is one of the most important things in your diet because it keeps your muscles. So that what you need is, is a muscle mass to keep your body working for you, not you working for your body, if that makes sense. Yeah. So carbohydrates are not bad. They are good for you. Uh, I'm curious, you know, there's so many diets out there that say restrict carbohydrates or something like that, like the keto diet. Are you against the keto diet or, or do you feel like that there's a place for it in some cases? What, what are your thoughts on, on that? I'm not against it. I think it's a wonderful thing. Uh, it's just, it really depends. Like just because you see a diet online and you see a commercial and somebody's talking, oh, you know, have you seen the latest diet? That's really awesome. You really need to make sure and find out that diet is actually good for you. Um, so the most important thing is, number one, um, 
see what you need. I, I, you want to lose weight, right? And you go and you lose some weight. And then once you lose weight, you must build muscle. You have to build muscle because that muscle that sometimes, uh, let, let's say bodybuilders, right? They tend to overdo it into uh, amino acids. And that amino acid is something that can actually cause heart uh, failure. If you have too much in your body, because our body produces amino acids already automatically. So it's really a balance. You need to know what you're looking for. You're looking for to lose weight. Okay, let's go to keto for a little while, not forever. Carbohydrates actually really good for you. It's really wonderful and necessary for our body for energy. But like I said, men need carbohydrates. Why, why am I going to not eat a, a sweet potato and then and, and just, yeah, like those chips that I'm actually looking at right now, the potato chips that comes into a little bag, right? Why? It's just all commercial. So I think we should start rethinking about diet and how, how it's so important to eat from, from, from the ground, mm-hmm. from, 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 you know, like farm. And uh, yeah, I'm not against it, to be honest, Zach. I'm not against that. I think it's great. I have clients who actually are very intensely, you know, they lose gradually. If you lose too fast, it's also not a good thing. So yeah. if you're not looking to get into like the knife, I call it get under the knife, like surgery, plastic surgery, and, you know, if you want to do everything naturally, you know, let's lose, let's lose that fat eating, not just like, oh, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to fast for 30 days. I'm not going to eat. And then, and then that fat actually stores in your body because it's a defense, a defense mechanism telling your body, hey, are you okay? I'm just going to start a little bit of fat right here because you're not eating. I just want to make sure you're alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so not against, not against keto at all. I think it's great, but uh, you need to know what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Lose, you're in a gangway. Yeah. I, I had a client who was an anorexic and she was really suffering, really, really suffering from 15, 16, 17 years uh, age of age. And um, I mean, I have pictures of her and she's amazing. She was like, you know, skin and bones and believing that she was always fat. That's, that's another thing that we have to work um, mentally. Mm-hmm. You need to know your body. You need to know your body. You need to love yourself. Most of all, that's number one. You know, if you don't do that, no matter what you look like, you can look like a model and it's inside is um, it's not. It's clutching like <laughs> your brain and your body. If it's if it's uh, uh, fighting against each other, it's not a good combination either. Yeah, that and, and goes to depression and um, and then there's the eating depression. And then, yeah. Oh, we can talk about this forever. <laughs> well, well, I, well. I, well I, I'd love to follow up on that. And and I was actually just telling Jeremy earlier. I used to be a lot heavier, and I still feel like that sometimes. I haven't quite gotten over that mental struggle. Yeah. And somebody commented to me that I was looking, you know, really thin and like in really good shape. But in my head, I was like, wait, I'm, I'm like overweight. I'm not, I'm not feeling good about this. So I'd love to, you know, kind of switch really quickly to the mental side of, you know, like how, how can, how can people start to think about themselves differently if they're stuck in that place? You're going to have face yourself better one. I was, um, I was a teenager. I was always eating very, you know, like we were, we were not, we couldn't eat in a restaurant all the time. So our diet was literally plant-based and then 
it got to a point where meat was very scarce. We couldn't eat meat because of the problems that we were having in the country, right? Example. Um, so I, I started gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight when I was a teenager. But that's also another kind of thing, another problem. Now, I started hating myself for that moment, right? So I think spirituality is very important. Uh, look into yourself, look into your body, get naked, go in your room by yourself, okay? There is something wrong. You have to face yourself. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not happy, okay? I'm not happy. It's okay not to be happy. It's fine. We live in a society where uh, we're, we're taught that they're being sad and, and, and cry, especially for male. And male, for high clients, like earlier, male. And uh, they really have stuck. Like they're stuck in, in their hearts. They're blind. They have problems breathing. They have problems with apnea. Because they have been so claustrophobic in a young age, uh, because of our culture and society, they have this exchange that have a start and they're teaching how to be sensitive and how to cry and it's okay to that depressed. It's fine. Not that you know, if you're depressed for too like a long period of time, that's a big problem. But you must face yourself and look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not liking this. I need to find out what am I gonna do? I need to do something, go for a walk. I I tell you. I have things to hate, literally hate to go to the gym. And I said, let's start from the beginning. You hate to go to the gym because you don't look nice. You don't feel nice. So there's other people looking at you. So number one, look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, forget about the people. Forget about what everybody else is thinking about you. That's number one. Before any diet. I can do any diet like you said before, right? Mm-hmm. You are overweight and then you start gaining muscle. And then you're a teenager as a boy. And then, and then you become a uh, young man and then but there's something inside that you can't tell you have no idea what that is and it's like you need to go inside of you and and have this commitment you have to commit yourself to be yourself nobody else because nobody's going to go to to uh to tell you what to do and eat especially at a certain age mm-hmm. you have to make sure that uh know what you want find out maybe you had some trauma maybe you know maybe this person had the trauma at a young age maybe this this person was abused and this is this is all weight a lot in, in in terms of our body you know and this body just so you know is not forever mm-hmm. we're we're carrying this body just for a little while this is the the human experience right i believe in that i believe in energy i believe this is not the end um so why not carry our body with with honor with love with you know like loving yourself and say you know i am going to be consistent i'm gonna have a discipline because not every day you will have motivation every, you know not every day you're gonna be like oh my god i'm gonna wake up at five o'clock in the morning i'm gonna run 5k and then i'm going to the gym i'm going to go to work no no it's okay but you have to have a discipline i know in my case i i found the most success with that i you know i i lost a lot of weight as well and part of that was by looking in the mirror and and letting go of the, I hate what I see, or I'm angry at, at what I've become and, and that sort of thing. And really starting to forgive myself and just saying like, this, this is okay right now. And I have a plan to get better. And if I stick to my plan, I will get better. Like sort of having that mental talk with myself is where I found the motivation to exercise and to eat better because so much of the, of that, that negative self-talk or, or that sort of depressed energy sort of feeds on itself. And, and it's really easy to turn to food to comfort yourself or to let yourself off the hook because you just don't physically feel like it that day or whatever. But 
has that been your experience that you, that you sort of need to to start from a, a more positive place to oh yeah have that success absolutely no absolutely yeah you know I I have a very positive family sometimes too positive we we grew up as a Buddhist um, um but it got it was times that I just want to crawl in my bed and just cry and so I didn't know it was okay to be sad I grew up thinking that being we couldn't be sad and I tell you from my own experience. And so that, that really weighed on me. And I think, to be honest with you, I believe in cause and effect. So you manifest things physically with your own thoughts. So whatever you think, it's going to become. And there's no other way. There's no other way. If you think you're going to be poor forever, you will. If you think you're going to be rich and you're going to get rich on date, you will. If you think you're going to be fat and obese and depressed for the rest of your life, that's going to happen. So you have to... It's a little mental thing, um, but to answer your question, yes, it was very difficult as a teenager. And then I started, you know, thinking better and, and then just like, I don't like the way I feel. It's not about feeling. You have to be able to be in touch with your feelings. If you're not feeling good about your weight, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to have to cut here. I'm going to have to cut there. Maybe I can talk to a nutritionist. Maybe I can go to the gym more often. And start small, just start small, go for a walk, like long walks, you know, uh, don't drink while you're eating. I see a lot of people, they drink liquids while they're eating. And this is just, it's so, to me has been always obvious because I learned that way, but it expands all your guts and your guts is basically your internal brain. Like I'm talking about digestion, so digestive system, um, be careful with trans fats. We, we tend to say, oh, I'm, you know, uh, it's okay. It's just the, you know, this kind of fat. Trans fat, it's, it's, you can't really digest trans fat. So, um, yeah, I came from a place where it's very important to unalign yourself. Like you said, you look yourself in the mirror and you forgive yourself in, in, in you know, I mean, there are psychologists for that, but I, I, I truly believe in meditation. It's hard, you know, to go inside of you, but if you can wake up in the morning, maybe five minutes before and just take yourself to a plan for the day. Forget about tomorrow because we don't even really know tomorrow. And it's really hard because the anxiety kind of thing, especially when you have some type of business coming up and then you're always thinking about that, you know, hard to think about this right now, this right moment. What can I do right now to make me feel better? I'm talking to you. I'm feeling great. There's somebody next to me. I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling good about this person. You just, you know, get yourself out of it. Those things, everything, it's a combination. When it comes to, um, I don't like to say, you know, overweight or lose weight. Otherwise, we just keep ourselves too much into the weight position and dieting and all that kind of thing. It's about feeling good. It's about feeling good. That's exactly what I was going to ask you about because, uh, you know, Zach and I are in the middle of this, this challenge trying to, you know, change our diet. And a lot of it for me is that I did, I lost a lot of weight a couple of years ago. And in this last year of sort of not going anywhere, like a lot of people have put some of that weight back on and I'm, I'm trying really hard to not focus on the number as much as seeing that number as a symptom of the way I'm feeling. And so I'm, I'm not going into this going, I want to lose this 10 or 15 pounds. I'm going. I want to go back to the life I was living that allowed me to feel the way I did, you know, 10 or 15 pounds ago. So uh, 
you know, fitness is kind of your thing. If, if someone is like me or like Zach going, where do I start? How do I start to reverse this process that I've been in for the last year? I don't enjoy going to the gym. I like, I'm looking at your background going, that looks lovely outside. I've got to go outside today. I, I want to do this. So where, where are some really simple places to start getting some more movement and some more activity into our lives that, that are going to be the most beneficial is, is walking enough. If I just do yoga, is that enough? Like what, what would you suggest for somebody just starting out? Um, number one, I think being outside is very important. Okay. So you need to set yourself up for discipline. So let's say you don't like, I don't like to go to the gym, you know, let's say, uh, you go for a walk. You have to go for a walk daily. Take one day off. Maybe you take the Sunday off, but this walking process, and now we have ear, ear plugs, or we can, we can listen to music. We can listen to podcasts like yours. We can, you know, we can listen to so many things and just go. The problem is some people have a tendency to worry about, especially when you are in a process of shaping yourself. I always say that we are diamonds and we're shaping ourselves for the rest of our lives. It's never ending. We're never going to end. There's always going to be something. You have to be prepared for that. If you keep looking to the destination, you're never going to get there. So we got to enjoy this moment right now. So the moment is, okay, let me go for a walk every single day for one mile. You start one mile, then you jump into two, two miles. And then um, three miles, you know, I'm, I work with very obese and I also work with athletes. Some athletes can't stand to go to the gym, no? So start walking and I'll tell you, at home is the best gym you can ever, ever, ever possibly experience because you will learn so much about yourself. So get like a yoga mat, close the door so nobody can see you and then stretch as much as you can stretching is, is actually releasing energy and toxins when you're stretching you don't have to be a yogi you don't have to be super you know you gotta start from somewhere so stretching uh to me is number one because it flows the oxygen flows uh, through your body then little by little you know you just get little waves here and there and then uh weight management is very important like i was telling you about building muscles uh, very important because you want, if you want to come to a point where what, once you lose that amount of weight that you, you, you're, you're searching, right? You might to desire, you will have to transform, you transform that part of your body that's missing, that's missing, right? You lost into muscle. If you don't, that's why people gain weight again, they gain all back again because they're, they're, they're doing their diet, which is definitely 70%, guys, 70% diet of, I mean, nutrition. 30% exercise. Okay, that's how it works. If you go into the gym for 24 hours a day, but you're eating terribly, it's not going to happen. Same thing if you're eating super well and you're not exercising, you're going to gain those, those weight back again. So muscles are important to work back for you, right? You want it, you want it to work, like you want your money to work for you. <laughs> but you work for your money, same thing. So you mentioned, um, you know, watching the weight and building the muscle. And, you know, just in, in my, in the last two months, I have, you know, I've actually put on five pounds, but I know that I had to tighten my belt a little bit more. So my waist got smaller and it's because I've been lifting weights and putting the muscle on. So, you know, at what point do you like, look at the scale and look at the number? And then at what point do you have to stop looking at that number? And, or do you look at the number at all through the whole thing and just focus on how you feel and like maybe the size of your clothes, you know, how important is that scale and that number that's down there? 
That's awesome. You said that. That's exactly how I work. That's how I do with my clients. Um, uh, so I, I have a, a scale that I, I, it's a little special scale that's uh, actually, uh, you know, I, I find out vitamins they're, they're lacking in their body. Uh, I, it's laser, it's a laser scale. And I measure everything, their lipids and everything, the weight, their mu muscle mass and the protein and everything. But I never show them. I never show them. So I, I take that note. And then we have three, I have three weeks program, six, nine and 18 weeks. Okay. I don't work more than that. Cause after that, after 18 weeks or maybe three weeks, it depends on what you need. You should be able to walk by yourself on your needs and be consistent with yourself. And of course I do some like, you know, time management and, but I never show them in the beginning. I always show them at the end because. I think the, the, you know, the counting calories, um, I think this is just a waste of time. It gives me anxiety when you see numbers. I believe, I truly believe that, you know, if you are wearing, let's say six, go shopping and get yourself a two or a three or a four, whatever you want to go to and keep that clothes next to you. I love you said that. And women have a lot of that. Men, not so much, but Women, you know, they have this thing of like, hey, I want to get married. I want to lose weight because I want to get into my wedding, to my dress. And so they get a dress always very smaller than what they look like. So that is a very, actually very positive exercise because you're looking forward to something. Now, if you see a number, we as humans unconsciously, we tend to record numbers more than names. Okay. So you look at those numbers and you're going to keep those numbers in your head and you're going to keep counting calories at the whole time. So I don't think that's appropriate. Um, I always work with a blood diet. I mean, I don't like to say blood diet because people think blood diet is to lose weight. Okay. There's not enough uh, scientists, scientific uh, studies out there because of, you know, we have a, a huge uh, a network of doctors and not so many nutritionists, but the, the blood type is basically to prevent diseases and it also teaches us who we are in terms of, otherwise everybody will be the same, right? Otherwise I'm A positive and you are all negative example. And then there's a difference in this. That's a difference. That's why I cannot receive your blood and you cannot receive mine. So it's important to to learn and understand about blood, also blood types, not to lose weight itself, but just like to present the baby. And based on your blood type also, I find out, uh, you know, what you should be avoiding, not that you can't eat forever. Like I'm eight plus. In this study that has been done out there, it says that I cannot eat uh, meat, protein, basically lamb or, or, or beef and stuff like that. I should be eating more fish and uh, chicken, you know, but that does not extremely the case. Okay. We need more studies about it. What I believe in the blood type is, is we're different and there are certain things that you're allergic to and you don't even know. So I, I'm more focused on the actual plant-based diet than the calories that you're taking because, you know, those calories that perhaps you take 2000 calories of a whole plate of, let's say uh, salad, right. And you cut off that dressing because the dressing is the bad the bad thing that, 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 uh, has a lot of trans fat, you know, those, those dressings that you buy in store. So little lime, little, like, uh, uh olive oil, little salt is fine. Uh, but it's better to eat those 2000 calories in a salad or a plant based that's not meant made food and go to the gym than actually have a 2000 calorie in a big, like, I don't know, um, 
seafood with uh, a hollandaise sauce that's full of eggs and, and butter and anyway, so you can go on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, with the plant-based diet, and you mentioned earlier, the, the comparison between the, the sweet potato and the potato chips, are there things on a plant-based diet that you can overdo that, uh, you know, coming from some success with, a, with a keto ish diet, uh, you know, you're told to stay away from the, from sugary fruits and starches and all that. Are, are you from the, uh, are you of the opinion that if it grew out of the ground, the more, the merrier, or can you overdo it with the potatoes and the bananas and, and the sugary or the, the mo higher sugar? Uh, produce, I guess. Absolutely. I think I, um, I like you said, the overdoing things. We can overdo in anything. We can overdo in exercises. We can overdo in diet. Uh, I had a client who was trying everything and she was not even looking inside of herself to find out exactly what she's about. Everybody has a different need. Everyone is different. Um, so you can overdo in anything. I truly believe that plant-based is something that you never really, really overdo, of course, which there are certain combinations, like the, like you're saying, like banana, if I'm making a smoothie and I have too many sugary fruits, example, I can literally reach out to like 3,000 calories in one, eight ounces or 16 ounces of smoothie. And people go to uh, Jumbo Juice, right? And they get that 16 ounce of that particular uh, coconut milk and lots of kind of fruits. I mean, seriously, you could get 4,000 calories like right there. And then what, right? And then you get diabetes and you're super skinny and super fit. You look really fit, but then you're diabetic and you don't know why, right? right? So we got to pay attention to that. Sure. Uh, well, as, as we wrap up here, uh, any uh, sort of I guess what, give us a few sort of starting points, somebody that wants to just sort of get their health more in line, whether it's activity or, or nutrition, what are like three things that people can start doing today that they'll, that will set them on a path for success? Listen to your body, listen to your body before you go anywhere, uh, and get, uh, a pill that's going to promise you to lose 10, 15 pounds in one month, you know, in a week, listen to your body, see what you're about, look yourself in the mirror. Uh, make a commitment with yourself. That's number one. Make it with yourself. Don't try not to depend too much on other people. Meaning, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to gain weight. I want to look better. I want to feel better. It's about feeling. It's about feeling. See how you're feeling. How, how, how's your life? You know, everything, there's a solution for it. There's a solution for every little problem that we're facing. So that's number one. And number two is, um, don't overdo things exactly like don't overdo talk to a nutritionist i think it's important uh research look at online there's a lot of things out there and exercise you have to exercise i mean i know everybody knows this but um but there's there's a balance you gotta have a balance and if you really want to start like healthy get rid of meat for now just for now at least for a week and not it's not forever uh, you were saying before you gone on a, you know, on a period of time with Zach for a vegan diet, do it. Yeah, absolutely. A month. I mean, try yourself. You don't do it forever, right? Anything that's forever is too long and that can harm you too. So your body or you, you as a man, males being special, they need to eat more than women usually. Um, so maybe once in a while you can have a barbecue in there, but it's important to clean up your blood. And I don't know if you're... This is a good thing to say here, but I truly, I recommend you guys to donate while they have to need blood because blood is, donation 
it's not just good for the receiver, it's good for you. It cleans up, it filters your, your, your arteries, it cleans up your, your, your parts and makes it pump a little faster because it needs more blood, right? So yeah, I recommend. So number one, look at yourself, look in the mirror, forgive yourself, like you said, try to be happy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and exercise, exercise is great. Now, oh, I'm going to answer my, my own question. What if I don't like to eat plant-based? Yes. A student who does not, he does not, and he's going to become a chef, okay? He does not eat vegetable or, or salad, and I, I just can't believe it. So, oh. well, you're going to have to learn somehow because at the end of, you know, when you, like, reach 30s and 40s and 50s, you're going to need that, and maybe it's too late. I love that tip about donating blood. I've never heard the perspective of the donor, the, the health benefits of the donor. That's crazy. I've never heard that in 44 years. That's, that's a great tip. <laughs> yeah. Donating blood is good. It's good for you too. You yeah. will maybe feel a little dizzy, uh, but even the plaques in, in your, in your, in your bloodstream, it changes, exchanges. So we need to bet change our body. Yeah. Your blood inside of you. I always say to people, say, guys, what is your horoscope sign? Oh, I know my horoscope sign says, so do you know your blood type? I don't know my blood nope. type. Yeah. Listen, your blood never changes. Only if you have a transfusion, but it's inside of you. Your, your weight change, your height change, your hair change, your color change. Everything changes, guys. We get old. Our blood is always insane. So you must know your blood type. That's great advice. We will wrap things up there then. Thank you so much for your time and, and your insight. Where, where can we learn more about you online? Where can people follow you? Uh, come to fitforlife.pro on Instagram. I have the website coming out right now, uh, the working on and also an application where my clients can just go literally there and find uh, what they need in terms of diet, exercise, and, uh, also my phone number. Can you give me my phone number? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, 415-846-6575 and find me and I'll be more than happy to, to guide you. That was nutritionist and fitness expert, Karina Lamar. All of her information, her website, her Instagram handle, all of that is available on our website, thefitmess.com, in the show notes for this episode. Her tip there at the end about donating blood, in all of the conversations we've had, in all of the things that we've done uh, over the last few years in the, in the wellness field, I'd never heard that tip about donating blood for your, for your own health aside from whoever benefits from your donation. Yeah, I hadn't heard that either. I mean, I've donated enough to science for lab tests, but that, that's, I don't think that's what she was talking about. I don't about. think that counts. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, it's not quite enough. Um, yeah, no, I, I hadn't heard that before, but it, it makes sense. Yeah, so that along with all the other things she mentioned and the things we've been talking about in this episode, lots of just great uh, little small changes you can make to improve your overall health. So I do want to touch on one more thing that happened to me Going back to the beginning of the show where I ate potato chips at 10 o'clock. Yeah, morning, yeah. I, I do want to say that like once I realized it and I had that, that moment and, you know, recognized that emotional eating and, you know, again, had a couple more chips, but I put it back, put them back. <laughs> I, you know, I looked up and I was like, oh, well, it's 10 o'clock. I can't have a beer. But yes, I could. Yes, you could. I went and grabbed an athletic brewing beer and just had one at. 10 o'clock in the morning, sitting on the front porch, contemplating the emotions that were going through my, 
my, my system and, and dealing with it, but with a beer at 10 o'clock in the morning that had no alcohol, it was delicious. You know, and, and I want to jump on the bandwagon there too. And, and yes, they are a sponsor, but we only talk about things that we actually care about anyways. And, and so this is, this is true. As someone who used to turn to, you know, fully alcoholic beer to uh, manage some of my emotions, to deal with some of my crises, I still at times will feel like, oh God, I just, I just need a beer to, to manage this. And when I have those, when I have athletic brewing beer in the fridge, it is so easy to go grab one and to feel good about it and to know that like what I'm actually drinking is, is relatively healthy for me and, and not doing the damage that I used to do in the way that I used to cope with my emotions. So getting back to the emotional eating thing, it's, it's a great tool to have in your toolbox when, when you just need a beer to cope with whatever life is throwing at you. Even if it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Even if it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you just polished off a giant bag of salt and vinegar potato chips. And that's what it was, salt and vinegar. It's, that's not the, the healthiest choice to pair with your beer, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yep. All right. With that, let's wrap things up. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Karina Lamar for being on the show. Thank you to Athletic Brewing Beer for sponsoring the show. And thank you to you for signing up for the newsletter and following us on whatever social media platforms you use. All of the information to do all of that is at our website, thefitmess.com, where you will find a brand new episode next Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing. It doesn't seem to lack anything, but we need a legal disclaimer. Prior to implementing anything discussed in this podcast, it is your responsibility to conduct your own research and consult your physician. You should assume that Jeremy and Zach don't know what they're talking about, and they're not liable for any physical or emotional issues that occur directly or indirectly from listening to this podcast.